1: Today, we're sharing another crossover episode of What's Hot in Housing with Mortgage Marketing Radio's Jeff Zimfer. In today's episode, Housing Wire Editor-in-Chief Sarah Wheeler joins Zimfer to discuss the significance of mortgage companies like Rocket and United Wholesale Mortgage moving into the public market, as well as Shant Bonosian's record-breaking success as a billion-dollar originator. But before you listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor.
2: Sir Wheeler, how are you doing?
0: That's <laughs> better. Thank you so much.
2: Awesome. So glad you're here. So we are talking about money, 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 right? Lots of things are happening. Billion dollar IPOs, billion dollar originators. There's a lot happening in the mortgage space. Let me bring up my cool, fun graphic. Here it is. Yes, lot of activity happening. Seems is it is it me or what's going on with these IPOs? It seems like people are just like rising up, and the competition is fierce now. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. It's uh, I mean, just today we we wrote that UWM, United Wholesale Mortgage, uh, is planning to go public via that um, acquisition that um, so many people are doing now, the special purpose acquisition company, a SPAC uh, IPO. So super interesting following on Rocket. Um, and of course, there's lots of talk that goes next.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to unpack this about what's happening since Rocket went public. We're going to talk about UWM, Loan Depot. There's a lot of activity in that space. Of course, you know, honorable mention to Open Door, right? The real estate play that, uh, what did they generate? A valuation of four and a half billion dollars or something like that. Crazy. Something so, like uh, that, yeah. yeah. Grant Young, what's up? I think uh, you're excited to get the book. That's what I'm telling. Uh, I'm, I'm deriving from that. Josh Weiss in Florida. What's up? Good to see you there. Okay, so let's unpack this a little bit. Um, let's start with uh, Quicken, um, the Rocket Mortgage. What's happened since they went public?
0: Yeah, so you know, um, they sort of when they went public, first of all, they they pulled back a little bit on on what they were looking to raise, and uh, but they ended up going public with uh, at eighteen billion. <laughs> $18 a share. And then uh, since that, it's, it's risen quite a bit. So, I mean, I think that that's one thing by them doing that. I think that opened the door to UWM and others seeing, uh, you know, having someone go first and, and getting that uh, and getting that backing and seeing what the market did with it, I think was super important. And then, you know, just this week. Uh, we talked about um, their str- new strategy to win over mortgage brokers. So, you know, now that they're public, yeah, they, they, they own the retail space. But we also think that's the, one of the reasons they went public. They want to show their investors we're not just a retail play. We can get into the wholesale side more. And um, so they, yeah. they announced some big things this week, um, including offering 10,000 fresh purchase leads to brokers. So um, yes. I think that's a pretty big deal.
2: Yeah. So they're giving 10,000 purchase leads to the partners. I was reading up the, on this obviously before our show here today. And what I was reading was that uh, they've grown their wholesale channel of brokers pretty significantly. And uh, I think they're already at uh, 20,000 for the year. Is that correct?
0: Um, so when we talked to them, I think that they said that they would be at 10,000 by the 10, by the end of this year. So- That's their goal. And they said they were on track, but we don't actually know what that number is. Um, But now that they are a a publicly traded company, we will have much more transparency into, into what that looks like as we get closer to the end of the year. But yeah, 10,000 is still a lot more than they have had. So um, I think that it's a pretty big, uh, it's Um, a pretty big push. And, and, you know, the way I see it is, it's, it's a direct shot across the bow of UWM, right? I mean, these are the two number one retail lender, number one wholesale lender. Uh, they don't like each other. That's that's no secret. And uh, so the question is, you know, will the mortgage industry benefit in the in the meantime?
2: Yes, and all, whenever we bring up the Quicken name, Quicken name, we always get some some controversy, some emotions around Quicken. Michael McAllister, what's up, my man? Good to see you. No thanks, Quicken can keep their leads. Enemy of the industry. They are battling that, aren't they?
0: They absolutely are. I mean, you know, you had the uh, you had UWM, who is definitely you know a backer of AIM, is still a backer of AIM, and and their whole goal was to really. Uh, you know, champion the broker channel. And I i don't think they could have done a better job. They went from, you know, four years ago, everyone's like, what is that going to be? And and have brought it back so strong. And I think in that they've really, they've grown that loyalty. So it's, it's going to be, you know, I, I know a lot of mortgage brokers would say, just like you did, you know, they're the enemy. Why, why would we go with them? So I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure how much, they're going to be able to make inroads into people who are very who are already um, doing this with UWM and others. But on the other hand, what if they have great rates? What if they offer some new tech? I don't know.
2: Well, you know, back to the slide we brought up a second ago, 10,000 reasons to celebrate, right? Um, and by the way, our job here is to bring the news. So listen, you know, don't kill the messenger people. Um, so <laughs> my question is, where are they going to get those? Uh, let's face it, they have an ample supply of of leads, one's got to assume, right, from their direct-to-consumer channel. So I don't know where those are going to come from. I don't know if you do either.
0: Um, I know that James Kleiman, who is our mortgage editor, who spoke to them about this, you know, was really talking about like he asked Austin Nemiac of, of Rocket, like, you know, what are these loans? What are these leads from? And and is this a one-time thing? Austin said they were fresh leads. They were good leads. You know, I don't know exactly what that means, but he also said it was not a one-time event that they yeah. plan on doing this at least more than one time. I don't know how often. Um and he said they plan to do a national local campaign to help generate leads for brokers. I mean, I will say that, you know, if, if you're a consumer, this is probably the only only name, you know, in, in mortgage. So so there is that, um, you know, there you will get to take advantage. Brokers will get to take advantage of the, all the marketing that they do, the marketing spend and and the fact that this is the name that all the consumers know. So um, I, I do think that there's some there's some lift there.
2: Yeah, and of course, uh, they also changed their name of their wholesale division from QLMS to Rocket Pro TPO. I don't remember what that stands for. (laughs) (laughs) Third-party originator? Third-party originator? Oh, how creative. (laughs) Well,
0: you know, and that's, that's important. Right. Um, again, uh, Quicken Loans, mortgage services, whatever kind of doesn't roll off the tongue, but anything you can do with Rocket. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting. I do think I mean, I, I don't want to press it too hard, but I do think that the whether the mortgage brokers uh, buy in is, is going to be key. And I just don't know what that looks like yet. Um, and also, I don't know if, if there's a set of brokers who aren't um, already loyal to UWM and AIM and kind of have that, you know, came in, can, kind of came up through that system over the last four years and really appreciate it. If there's not a, a whole, I mean, that's the brokers that we tend to hear from the most, but I don't know if there's a whole other set of brokers out there who are like, no, that's great. Another one. Great. Bring it on. I, I don't know.
2: You know, that's, that's interesting a great hear, comment. Think- and here's what I can tell you is that, uh, and I was thinking about this earlier, right? Knowing that we're going to get some people that it, the emotional response to even bringing up the name Quicken to me is quite surprising. Um, and we're, we can talk a little bit about this on our next segment, but um I know I've talked to brokers who are outside of the aim, uh, umbrella, if you will, or are more balanced, if you will, about their approach or reaction to that. And listen, I'm not saying Quicken hasn't right done some things in the past. I've spoken to Austin, um, and you know, of course he's, you know, making, making it very clear that they are, that's the old Quicken and the new Quicken is they don't, they don't cannibalize the existing broker base of clients and all that kind of stuff. And you see the arguments slew back and forth, um, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a business decision, right? And we'll see how that all plays out. There's plenty of people who get really emotionally triggered by this, like a lot of other things in the world today. And then the others are just like, well, if I'm a broker, I'm a business owner. And I'm going to go what's going to help me serve my customer best. UWM's done an amazing job of that. So I think um, if, if maybe if my, my take is like, well, that's kind of who Quicken is chasing is UWM.
0: Yeah, no, that's my my take too, and I think it's interesting um, to look at uh, UWM's uh, IPO announcement today, and and kind of look at you know that the kind of money they were able to bring in. If you look, they um, as part of the deal, they will receive four hundred twenty five million in cash held in Gore's uh, that's Alec Gore's um, trust account plus five hundred million from a private placement. So the interesting thing to me is like, you know, with that public money coming into both Quicken and UWM, how does that either level the playing field or does that, does that give one of them an advantage over the other, um, especially as they're going after now, you know, a similar audience of brokers. So I, I really will be interested to see how that money is put to use.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of activity. We got UWM, we got Rocket, who went public. We've got. Let's uh, talk about this last little player here, if you will, not so little either, (laughs) which is Lone Depot. Uh, We've seen them surface in the past about going IPO. They pulled back. What are we seeing? Is anything different this time?
0: You know, it's so hard to tell. But I, I, again, I think the fact that Rocket did it successfully is what's making is what's drawing that right. It's it's driving that because now they can see. Um, a mortgage company. I mean, when's the last time mortgage companies were this sexy? I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're, you know, <laughs> investing money loves, loves mortgage companies like this. What, uh, you know? Right. So I think it's a very unique time and I think they looked at it and were like, hey, you know that you know, we've tried this before, but maybe now's the time's right. And and that makes sense to me because now you have two, now you have two that you can look at, uh, look at their history, look at what the market thought they were worth um, and look at their, you know, the fact that Rocket has, uh, has done better since they went public um, those shares of uh, appreciated; have gone up. I really think that that's a that's a positive. And if I was Loan Depot, I would definitely think that now is a better time than I think it was 2017 was the last time that they that they announced that they might do that. Um, I, I do understand why this is, you know, a smart move on their part.
2: Yeah. And is it the right timing in the market as well, based on, right, we're at at record volumes, uh, rates are super cheap, demands high, attention is all over this. So I would imagine that, um, you know, there's money available, right, more accessible in considering the timing of the market and the the stock market, etc. Probably seems like a smart play.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you you do have to wonder. I mean, you know, before before we had the super low rates because of the Fed bond buying. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't know what this what this year was going to hold. And I remember even then last year when we were talking about, oh, this might be a tight year and it's all going to be hard. I mean, at some point those those mortgage rates are going to go up, and at that yep. point, what happens? um you've you've disincentivized everyone at that point you know if if we have 20 million more borrowers which is what black knight said last last week or the week before we have 20 million more borrowers who still could benefit from refi even after all the refis that they've done this year and last year so once you get through those what in the world is left um and so you know it's it's you know salad days right now it's great but you do wonder you know this time next year um what does that look like? And so the, it seems like you know Powell has said he's going to keep he's going to keep interest rates low through 2021, but that doesn't mean mortgage rates are going to stay low through 2021. We actually published a con- contrarian piece today by Dave Stevens, former CEO of um, of the Mortgage Bankers Association, that feels like unless we keep the MBS buying that that the Fed is doing, um, it's not going to that mortgage rates will rise in 2021 and at that point then you then you wonder the the public nature of these companies and how much money they're making you know what does it look like when you're not in an origination boom and and i don't know so yeah if i was slim depot i would do it as soon as possible
2: <laughs> yes but, you yes. know
0: these guys ask are a lot
2: smarter well, than well, so, yeah i mean look it's just like you know when you're a kid go to your parents when they're in a good mood and ask them for money right <laughs> so right. very and similar you know,
0: uh, like I said, I mean, these people are a lot smarter than I am. That—that's just a question I have when I look at. It. I was like, okay, this is this is great. It's just like, like, you know, this is the best time most people have ever had. If you're in originations, unless you're of a certain age, I mean, this 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 is record breaking, right? You've had a great summer. You're going into a great fall. Um, yes. But then what happens next year? So.
2: Um, and we're, yeah, we're going to talk about that, but before I forget, let's, 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 make sure we remind people, speaking of smart people, Hey, this is where I go to stay informed and get educated. And, uh, it's called housing wire. And you guys have tons of articles and content, amazing, brilliant people there who are doing the hard work, rolling up the sleeves to like dig into the data and really present, you know, facts and information that we can use in our business to grow our business, to be more informed, to talk to our consumers. So I can't right, say enough about housing wire and how everybody's watching this live or on the replay. You all need to go to housing wire right now and subscribe
0: do it. <laughs> as soon as this is over go do it. yeah now we have a great a great team that is really digging and digging into mortgage and real estate and um, i mean there's just so much going on right now it's such an exciting time um to to be reporting on it much less you know your your audience is actually living it so that's pretty impressive
2: Yeah, absolutely. What's up, Wade Conway? Good to see you, man. Shout out to you. Okay, let's transition in the final few minutes we have left. We've been talking about money, 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 billion-dollar IPOs. Next up, we're talking about billion-dollar originators. Uh, My friend, uh, Shant Benozian, who I've interviewed before, probably about two years ago, um, already had funded, and you brought this to my attention, a billion dollars for the year. I mean, that is like, here's one of those. Ah! (laughs) <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> right. And the year's not over, right. We're here at the end of September and he's still got another three months to go. Yeah, really no, I know. And, and
0: sure. I, I think so. So I've, I, I've had several people reach out to me since we published that story that said, Hey, you know, we, we've got one of those too. Um, but they haven't gotten back to me with the actual, with, with the actual numbers yet. And these aren't people I, I've heard of necessarily. Mm. It's not to say they're not out there. Um, when we try to actually, um, guaranteed rate tried to, you know, they wanted to say he was the first guaranteed rate LO who reached 1 billion, but they weren't able to confirm whether he was the first person LO to yeah. ever reach that. And I wasn't able to confirm that. It's just, it's kind of hard. It depends on how, where you look and, and what those numbers are. But clearly, clearly he is he's been the number one originator for two years in a row by, by volume. And, um, and so this year he's taken it to a new level. Last year he did 914 million, I believe. And that was impressive enough. Um, we had him speak at our uh, one of our events just because we were like, what? Um, so the fact that he's already reached a billion, uh, just just unbelievable. And before we before we jump uh, too far away from the IPO, I didn't want to I did want to mention that, according to uh, yes. James's reporting on um, UWM, this transaction, uh, this IPO that they'll do will make him a billionaire, a Matt Ishbia, a billionaire. So um, potentially. So that's that's pretty interesting um, from my wow. perspective.
2: Good for yep, him. That's
0: what. He thinks he's going to join the Billionaire Club. But Shant, Shant, wow, what, what a guy. When we, you know, we interviewed him, we're like, so what's the key to your success? And what do you think he said? His team. Oh, he, he gave yeah, the exactly. credit to the
2: team. Right.
0: He, he gave the credit to the technology and the support he gets from Guaranteed Rate. And and so that's that's awesome. Uh, but also, I mean, there's some secrets out there is all I can say.
2: No, that's very, and I love to, to have these conversations. And of course, whenever you bring up somebody like Shant or other like mega producers, you know, there's the, the, like anything, right? The mixed response. Oh, that's not just him. Oh, he's got a team of juniors that are originating all this. And I don't know if you guys discovered this as well, but what I found that out to be is that's not really true. Yes, he has a large support team, but in terms of the origination of those, uh, and again, I only I interviewed him a couple of years ago or so, maybe three years ago, um, as I recall, it was him. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. And I also think that, you know, okay, so yes, he's in Massachusetts. So if you're looking at loan volume, yeah, that's a lot of, I mean, that's high price, but it's not San Francisco. It's not New York. I mean, there, there are definitely, there are definitely markets that the volume could be higher just based on the average, you know, uh, amount of the, the homes, what they go for. So, I mean, I really think you have to give him credit and, um, you know, he's, yeah. he's been really, um, I agree. I think it, it comes down to we'd all like to think that we can be that person. But, you know, it'd be great to learn from someone like that.
1: To listen to the full conversation, head over to Mortgage or tune in on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcast and more. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Daily Download. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, and we hope you have a great weekend.